Hello, everybody, and welcome to Gaza Guy Podcast with me, Mao Musa from Gaza. Today, my guest is Shadia Zahir Sanchez. She is a Palestinian activist living in Catalonia, the president of General Union of Palestinian Students in Catalonia, the co-founder of Casa Palestina, or Palestinian House. It's an association supporting the Palestinian community in Barcelona, educating the public about Palestine, what is happening out there through organizing events, enhancing the understanding through demonstrations, conferences, also giving talks uh, at universities in Barcelona about the Palestinians who are battling injustice and occupation in Palestine. Welcome the 22-year-old Palestinian activist from Catalonia, Shadia Zahir Sanchez. It's beautiful that we all uh, have our own way of expressing what is happening in Palestine uh, in, in every part of the world, isn't it? It's more about like the political aspect and activism, but then for an artist like you, it's through poetry or through bringing awareness with podcasts um, like this. So I think it's beautiful that each person has their own way of helping and coming together. Hello Shadia, can you tell me more about yourself? You live in Catalonia, right? It's, well, like I said, I'm, I'm half Palestinian and I'm half Spanish. My dad is Palestinian and my mom is Spanish. Um, I was born in Palestine, but I was raised here in Barcelona. And because my dad was Palestinian, is Palestinian, he's always been involved in activism. He also got the pleasure of meeting Arafat um, a few years ago. And so I've always grown up with activism and I've always grown up with the Palestinian cause. Um, but it was the more that I grew, the more that I got familiar with it. So I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to visit Palestine, the West Bank. Um, so when I was little, I was always kind of like looking around and thinking, okay, this is different. I've never been stopped by the police before in Spain. I've never been questioned in the airport. There's something different about Palestine, but obviously I didn't understand how deep it is. Um, so the older that I got, the more that I got to understand it and talk to my relatives, my family and my friends. And then as soon as I got conscious about it and as soon as I saw what my dad has been doing his whole life, I was like, okay, I want to be a part of this. So I am the president of the General Union of Palestinian Students in Barcelona, in Catalonia. And I'm also the co-founder of the Palestinian House, also in Catalonia which is basically an association that aims on one hand to gather the Palestinians and pro-Palestinians who live in Barcelona, but also to celebrate our culture and preser preserve our culture and to do activism. So in the end, we're all just one big family of Palestinians who want to bring our culture to Spain, but also to fight for our country. We're born in Palestine or in Barcelona? In I was born in Bethlehem, but my family is from Jerusalem. So, Shadia, how many times you have been to Palestine? I have been um, to Palestine about probably like 16 times or so. You went to Palestine 16 times. Where did you go? Um, mostly in Jerusalem and Jericho, where my family lives. Um, but we've also been able to travel around the West Bank. You would talk about the first time you traveled, how old you were, and how was the experience? Well, the first times, um, it was only just to visit my family, so I didn't really get the sense of visiting Palestine like I do now. Like, for example, I remember going to school after the summer, which is when I tend to go to Palestine, and I would be like, 
oh yeah, like I went to this place and I went to Bethlehem and I went to Jerusalem and my teachers would be like, oh my God, you've been to the Holy Land. And I would just be like, well, I mean, it's my home, you know, it's, it's fine, it's just my home. Um, but now I think more than the first time, the last time that I went to me is the most impactful because I remember the second that I stepped outside of the airport, I felt like I was home. And I hadn't been back to Palestine in almost five years. I went back uh, three years ago and before three years ago, I hadn't come back in, in five years. Um, I remember just stepping out and being like, okay, like this is my home, I'm, I'm home. And everything just felt so different. It, it felt so magical. And then I remember just walking on the streets of Jerusalem and being like, this is the most beautiful and, and just magical place that I've ever been. Even though I've been here before, this time felt very different because this is the first time that I've been back being the activist and, and as active as, as I am in the cause. Um, so it just it just hit different. Like when I was little going just to visit my family and now going being like, okay, this is exactly what I'm fighting for. Uh, if we want to talk about the work of Casa Palestina, when it was established and how do you see the influence of Casa Palestina on the Palestinian community in Catalonia? My father and some of his friends founded the Palestinian community, which is another association back in the 70s when they first came to Spain from Palestine. Um, and like I said, I grew up with it and I grew up watching them work. So about in 2016, um, I talked to my dad and I was I was just like, I want to do this myself. I want to build a new association and I want to be able to work um, because this is the founding members of the other community. They had been friends for over 50 years. They all came together from Palestine all to Spain. And although they spread around Spain, they all came together in Barcelona, which to me is just destiny, fate, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we had a gathering of all of them and I just brought up the idea. I was like, hey, what, what do you guys think about building this again and making a community for all of us to, for you guys to get together again as friends, but for me to also do activism. So it was founded in 2017 and at first, it was mostly about getting them together, like I said, but slowly we began the activism side and we have a lot of uh, people from Gaza as well, because most of the refugees that we have in Palestine are from Gaza, in Spain. And so most of the people who are from my generation, because we have people who are from one year old or younger to 80 or 90 years old in the Palestinian house. So it's, like I said, it's a big family. Um, so, but the people who are around my age are mostly from, from Gaza and so we started doing protests and demonstrations and talks so together we've gone to high schools and universities to talk about our history and, and our conflict um, but we've also had them inside of the Palestinian house, we've also had Dabka classes for people who are from Spain, we've had Arabic classes, we want to do cooking classes of traditional Palestinian food so it's basically about the preservation of the culture, but also the activism. And I think it's beautiful because, again, we have the gathering of the Palestinians, but we also have so many people from Barcelona come to our Palestinian house and and just watch and, and learn, which I think is the most beautiful thing, you know? Um, in times like this, information is so important. And when it comes to Palestine especially, we are heavily censored by 
so many media outlets and so many governments. So any chance that we get to spread awareness and, and talk about this through podcasts or through poetry or activism, whatever it may be, I think it's so important. So through the Palestinian House, it's exactly what we want to do. We want to show um, our culture and our history and our present to all of the Spaniards living here. Wow. So what are the activities you do out there in Casa Palestina to celebrate the Palestinian culture, to educate the public in Catalonia about what is happening in Palestine? Well, we in, we have a lot of uh, parties and dinners and just any festivity that we want to celebrate. We always invite people from the neighborhood into the house. So we like they get to watch um, us dance our traditional dances or eat our traditional food or just watch us be who we are. Um, so for example, one of my favorite things that I've done is uh, last year I invited some of my classmates from university to the Palestinian house, which is a translation of Casa Palestina. Um, and I, I just had them, I explained a little bit because they're familiar with the concept because they're all political sciences or international relations students. So they're, they're familiar what Palestine is and what's going on, but I wanted them to talk to Palestinian people. So I gathered them in the Palestinian house and I asked a bunch of the elderly, so like people from the generation of 1947-1948 who are all here and are, are friends of my dad's and are like uncles to me. Um, so I, I asked them like, hey, just come here and just talk to them so that you don't only get the information from the media or from myself, but you get them from the people who went through Nakba, for example. So it was beautiful to watch them just have conversations. And I mean, you know how Palestinian people love to talk about our country. So they talked for hours and the, the elders just talked for, for hours about what it was for them to be Palestinian and what it was for them to live through all of this. And so you had these people who are 20 something talking to, to these elder Palestinian men, but also to people from Gaza who are my age. So you got like the very different perspectives of like our generation of Palestinians, but also from older generations. And me, I think that that was very beautiful and that was very important because when, when it comes to, to history, right, in, in 50 years, we're going to remember events that happened, like the annexation or the, I'm talking about like current events, right? Like things that are happening now in 50 years, they will remember politics say or what the media says. But to me, the most important thing are the testimonies of the people that are often forgotten. And that's what I want to preserve the most. Yeah, I think this is so very necessary and so important. It's so brilliant to do, actually, to share their words and their stories because they will live for generations and generations. That's important and necessary to do. And I think the impact of this work will be uh, so beautiful and will be fruitful. I'm sure about that.